You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We, need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace, give me a hope, give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm, wow. I'm bound for heaven, and it's, it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. Welcome to, uh, to our podcast. And I, I'm going to pray with you folks, and then I'm going to disappear and let you have your chat. And then we'll go from there. But uh, maybe, Venus, do you want to just open in prayer? Sure. Father, thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you for your son, Jesus, that we are able to come together and, and worship you and exalt you and give you glory for all that you've done in our own personal lives, especially uh, Mr. Sparkling Eyes. I commit our time to you that we w- that he would bring honor and glory to you and that people will come to know who Jesus is and that he would be a testimony and an influence to those who listen. I thank you for the podcast that we are able to uh, talk and get to know people through the podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Mark and Venus, and then I'll be back towards the end. So God bless you guys in your chat. Are you sure that's are you sure that's wise? Oh, I think it's all right. Okay, okay. Well, Venus, we really have a very special guest today, um, Pastor Raymond Sparkling, Sparkling Eyes from Goodfish Lake. And I'm really looking forward to talking. Uh, good morning, Pastor Sparkling Eyes. Can I call you Ray? Are you okay? Or I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good to see you. Nice to see you, Peter, too, yeah. I'm excited to listen to your story, and and uh, you've been a pastor for many years, and you've been a Christian for many years. It's been a long time since I've I've heard you speak and share. I'm I'm blessed to be able to be encouraged today by just listening and being a being a part of this podcast. Bless you. I'm very glad to be here too, and uh, it is my desire. It might be a blessing to whoever hears the broadcast. Is so you live at Good Fish Lake? Am I correct about that? I think Bill kind of explained that a little bit. White Fish Lake, Good Fish Lake. Yes, that's where I live, and that's where I was um, brought up. Yeah, although I have moved away several times, but always have come back again to Good Fish. Yeah. So most of your, all, all your family is, well, your family that you grew up with is probably around the area? Yes, most, uh, yeah, all, all of them are here. Although there's a reserve south of us, Saddle Lake, there's quite a few relatives up there too, uh, through my mother's side, yeah, because my mother was from that reserve, yeah. Yes, so you've probably seen a lot of change over the years with the community. Oh, I've seen a lot of change, that's for sure, yeah. From wagon days to 
driving vehicles now, yeah. Big change in that wow. area. Yeah. I'm sure people would like to hear just a get like a little glimpse of what it was like for you growing up, your family, etc. Well, uh, as a young person, well, uh, I had to, first of all, I had to walk to school. I went to school, uh, it was not on a reserve, it was an outside school, like with uh, whites and non-treaty people, kids, and uh, so I had to walk three miles one way, and three miles back, of course, and then to another school that was, after three years in the first school, I went to another school, that was about four and a half miles from our place. Then I had to ride a horse to school, you know. So it was quite exciting going to school that way. I bet. And uh, yeah. lots of good exercise walking. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think one time. More I, that, I think. One time going to school, I had, it was the springtime about this time, and uh, it was already melting. And uh, the uh, some of the lower spots, the ice was frozen over the water, and I fell through. Oh! So, so I had to walk back after, uh, because of, so right to my knees. Yeah, so I had to walk back home and go to school that day. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so were so you raising? Were you raised in a, a religious home? Were you raised going to church? Well, um, one thing in our home, we always had, um, before we went to bed, we were made to pray like for the night uh, before we went to bed. It was like a recital prayer, but we still prayed. Yeah. yeah. So did you go to, uh, did you go to a church when you were growing up as well? or? Yes, I went. We're faithfully, we're faithfully going, church going. Yeah, my parents were, and uh, as we were brought up in, uh, we had a very good foundation. Like Henry Bird Steinhauer was um, kind of the founder of this reserve, really. Before that, the people were quite nomadic, but when he settled here in Goodfish, well, the other people, of course. Uh, some came from Lafayette area, and they, this is where they settled in Whitefish Lake. Yeah. So that was um, through his work, and uh, many were Christians in that day. Many turned to the Lord. Even as a child, I remember them um, having prayer meetings. Everybody kneeled down praying. I was present there. It was Adam in, in homes. And then these old people also would give testimonies. So I remember, remember it as a, as a child. But when all mm -hmm. those older people kind of passed away, then uh, those things uh, kind of uh, died out. Yeah, Venus, have you ever heard of Henry Bird Steinhauer before? Well, he was my uh, great, great grandfather through my mother's side, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I've never heard of him. Maybe I did and, and don't remember. <laughs> well, actually, there's, there's been, as far as I know, very few people have actually learned about him, but he was like a huge factor, a huge person in church history with mm -hmm. First Nations ministry. And I just happened to 
come upon him, and I'm really was really impressed to hear, to read about him. Yeah, it's originally an Ojibwe from Ontario. That's where he grew up as a boy, mm-hmm. and then he was well educated. He, he was in a, a little choir in that school where he went to and traveled into the states. And there was one, a German millionaire, was very impressed with his ability, abilities, and um, so he was the one that uh, gave the money to pay for his education. So he was able to, um, highly educated, not only knew Ojibwe and English, but Greek, Hebrew, and some say even had some Latin. And uh, that's very, very well taught. And then he um, did mission work in north of Winnipeg, around Norway House and Oxford House, before he uh, came to, into this area. That's something. Mm. Mm. Almost like uh, Silas T. Rand on the East Coast. With the Mi'kmaq people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he worked right alongside of James Evans. He and James Evans, um, uh, he was like the bishop, I think it was, of Methodist Church. I, I don't know if Henry was too, but everybody yeah. is, and NCM has probably heard of James Evans, but they hadn't, mm-hmm. I never had heard of, uh, of Henry Bird Steinhauer until I read about him. And they called him the Prey Man. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, they... Um belong to the Wesleyan Methodist Church organization. That's the organization they worked under, you know? Yeah. And uh, so they really uh, preached the gospel in that day. So he had a lot of influence on your family, even though probably when growing up, maybe you, you didn't know that so much, or did you? Well, uh, growing up, no. As far as the gospel, salvation through the blood of Christ, I never heard about it hmm. by that time when I was growing up. Yeah. But one time there was this Baptist minister from Itasca when I would be one a town in south of us here and um, he held meetings in this church I was going to. And he held meetings for a week or so. And I went to those meetings and, uh, but it's before I was able to understand any English. Well, it must have been about seven, I guess, seven years old. Went to every night to the meeting every night, and then the last night he held that meeting, he called for an altar call. I mean, not really an altar call, I guess, but all those that want to get right with God. I didn't really understand what he was saying because I did didn't speak the language. And but remember getting up, and he prayed for us. Really, that really made a a long lasting impression upon upon my life. Mm. It would be at times when I get into deep trouble. I used to pray and God would answer my prayer. Mm. But as I grew older, I didn't live for God. No, far from it. So when did you really come to really grasp the, you know, what Christ was all about his, what he had done? Well, uh, a friend of mine uh, became a Christian. And just by watching his life, I don't really, really remember whether he really talked to me about the Lord, but as far as just observing his life, that really uh, spoke to me. 
Seem to be having a peace and joy. All this I didn't have in the lifestyle I was living in. Mm. So that was the thing that really spoke to me. And I uh, I didn't um, know too much of the scriptures at that time. No, I didn't really. And uh, but I remember that summer, early summer, I started putting dates. Like we have uh, what do you call treaty days? The big sports day, you have rodeos and ball games and all that, races and all that. Yeah. Yeah. They said a date. After this treaty, I'm going to get ready to God. Well, okay. that date came, and I was I didn't make no no decision for for God and made another date. After a good <laughs> fist treaty, for sure, I'll get ready to God. <laughs> if this treaty came along, I still. Didn't make that decision. So that went by, and by after Goodfish Street, my st- my heart started cooling off towards God. Mm. And uh, I was in a ball team at that time, and our team went to play a team off the reserve. And in that ball game, uh, there's going to be a dance after midnight. Some of our Ball players uh, stayed for the dance, which will be after midnight. So we stayed for the dance, and uh, and uh, while we were there, there was this preacher pulling a trailer, and uh, but he was announcing a meeting. Anybody that wants to hear the word of God can come into the schoolhouse, you know, right after the ball games. And so um, after the ball games, everybody was going in. Except uh, me and my friend. I had this uh, a guy I used to summer with, and finally he said to me, uh, everybody's going to the schoolhouse, why don't we? So um, the both of us went in. By the time we went in, the only place left was a friend bench. I don't remember what the um, preacher spoke on, but right after his service, he came, we were in the first front bench. He came over to me and said, are you a Christian? Are you saved? Just to get away from him, I said, yes. I know in my heart, I was just, you know, just to avoid him. Right. So he left me alone. And we stayed for a dance. And I'm not sure if it was the first dance. I think it was the first dance I had with this girl. I had gone to school there to McRae. And um, asked me the same question. Ray. Are you a Christian? Are you saved? Man, I didn't know what to think of it. It just, you know, it really wow. shook me. Mm. So um, I came home that morning. I was, my folks were away visiting my grandparents, another reserve. So I was home alone. When I awoke that morning, I was sick. It's from what I had drank a previous night. Mm. And I knew if I would die that moment, I wasn't ready to meet God. Mm. It was in that condition, trying to escape God, and also the fact of the kind of lifestyle I was living. Just really sick of myself, the way I was. I got down on my knees. Nobody there, only God. God was there. And then he asked him to cleanse my heart with his blood, to come into my life and change it. And I would serve him as long as I lived. Mm. 
That was 67 years ago. So God had another date on that calendar of yours then. I praise God. Mm -hmm. Amen. More and more as I, as I live. And uh, yes, I uh, haven't had it easy in my Christian life. In my own reserve, there was opposition, strong opposition, not really into physical type, but a lot of uh, accusations and uh, threats and all that. And uh, it was very, very hard. And they made it difficult. I thank God. He gave me grace to stand up true to, to the Lord, to be, you know, faithful. And then um, it happened at uh, an election of our band council. And I ran for council at 21. And I got in as a counselor, as a band counselor. Mm -hmm. And I, I enjoyed that kind of work. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really... Um, it was not a thing I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So after that term, I went to Bible College in Calgary. It's, but you know, I guess um, I don't know. I had a little bit native pride, maybe more, much more than I think. But <laughs> made up my mind when I get there, no white kid is going to outdo me in marks. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> sure enough, you know, I usually um, I came either second or third when it came oh, to bad. exams. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's great. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, I didn't graduate in, in that first Bible school. I went to the Native Bible School afterward. Yeah. So I went away in Northern Saskatchewan, a place called Lac Laurent. That's where I graduated from, and that oh, Bible okay. school, the Native Bible great. School. Yeah, God has led me some in traveling ministry and yeah, like different places and went to see the um, polar bears in Churchill, Manitoba and places like that, held meetings there and also uh, the territories and the west side of the territories, so around um, different settlements, turn around and he Inuit territory and and just holy meetings, different places. But I forgot to maybe I backtrack a little bit. One thing when I got saved, I had the idea when you get saved, ministry comes along with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was um, helped in scripture reading and. First of all, in song leading, in our meetings, uh, like we had a, a new missionary that came to the reserve, and that's what I was doing. And by the fall, and I was preaching little messages, yeah, short messages. In fact, one time I preached, I remember preaching uh, Ezekiel in a turning wheels. I still don't really understand what it means. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> so uh, when I got to Bible school now in Calgary, the news got ahead of time about me, I guess, traveled ahead of me, and uh, they got me to speak to, um, to the class there. And 
different things also some uh, meetings they were having uh, off the of the city uh, as they spoke things like that and your time in bible school up in la range what was that like it was an all native bible study uh, school right yes it was good yeah i, I enjoyed it there's a school that they moved to uh, Lackland, called K. Wayton. Yeah. Right. I think I, I would I would believe that the exciting part about the Bible school is having to be around other Native Christians. Well, for me, it was a blessing even to go to Calgary. Bible yeah. Because I was so alone. Yeah. Like my one of our first Christian here. <laughs> I went out to go help other missionaries in other fields and yeah. kind of alone. And uh, sometimes you get very lonely. Sometimes I would feel maybe I'm the only Christian. When I got to Calgary and seen all these young people being Christians, man, it was an uplift to me, eh? a yeah. blessing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone today that was feeling the way you felt that? Maybe they feel like they're the only Christian in the community. What would you say to them to encourage them? What I would say is trying to get in contact with other Christians. But at a time for me, it was hard because there's only horse and wagon, <laughs> no no vehicles. So I couldn't get to other churches uh, around us. That, uh, you know. No Zoom back then. <laughs> 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 Zoom was maybe the name of one of the horses, right, Venus? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how did you, how did you meet your wife? Well, it was um, my wife came to Bible Bible College in Cal and uh, Three Hills. Like, that's where she graduated from, Three Hills Bible Institute. Yeah, and um, in the summer she came. To live with a friend there in in Saskatchewan, and we worked in Bible camps, Native Bible camps together, mm-hmm. several summers. The second summer I was brave enough. <laughs> we asked for a date. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was from uh, the states, yeah, in America. Yeah. You had some children as well, I imagine. Yeah. Man, we had two boys and one girl. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's great to be able to talk and hear someone's story. Would you maybe just share, like, with people listening, like how you would express your faith in Christ to them? Well, with me, at um, as a, as a Christian, the most wonderful thing to know is when you become a Christian, Jesus Christ actually comes into our lives as paul put it christ liveth in me Mm -hmm. to have that assurance that god is not way out there someplace actually god the holy spirit may christ dwell in your hearts by faith be filled with the fullness of god yes that is assurance that Jesus Christ lives within us. It's so wonderful. And also to spend much time in the word of God, to feed on it and to pray. Mm -hmm. And as far as serving the Lord, 
I believe it's people are now struggling of all kinds of struggles. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of deaths in our reserve, suicides and all that. And everything. It's to be able to come to the place where you feel with people, feel with people, as Jesus said, weep with them that weep. Mm. Yeah. People know if you really care for them. Even animals do. It's true. And they can sense it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I really think Jesus was telling us that we love the Lord our God with all our heart and our mind and our mm -hmm. soul and our neighbor mm -hmm. as ourselves. And that's, if we're doing that, that's a real sign that we really are Christian, right? Mm. I was talking to this other one guy and just maybe a couple of weeks ago. He said, he was talking about a missionary. He said, as far as a preacher, he says, he wasn't a very good speaker, but he lived Christ before us. Yeah. yeah. And he really thought very highly of this man because he sensed the love of God flowing through him towards them. Yeah, it makes all the difference, I think. It's lived, mm -hmm. right? You can People can see the difference in someone's life, Christ living in us. A lot of people have lots to say, we have lots to say, but we don't always live what we say. That's what we're supposed to do. Right, Venus? Yeah, That's, that was one of my prayers years ago when I first became a missionary, that God would give me a compassionate heart towards people mm -hmm. and that he would help me to love people because we it's a love just doesn't come just like that and we have to learn to love people and sometimes uh situations aren't always the best but we don't look at that we just we look at the heart of man and to be able to share our love and to be able to witness let them know that jesus is alive and he's very much real it's really the the holy spirit in us that really can can love people because it's it's that new nature that we have right as christians that helps us to love yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. there's one thing i also like to relate is um i was brought up in this reserve and i try to i love the people of woodfish i left it several times the first time i left i just, I just was so discouraged with this reserve i'll never never set foot on this reserve again because the people are so hard. Mm. And I left. And then I came back for a visit. And there was a death, an accident, a car accident. Went to the wake. And the chief asked me, come back. Maybe you can help us. Mm. So I came back. Staying here about maybe, I don't know how many years, about seven years or so. And again, had the same feeling. Hardly any fruit in my labors. And again, I made up my mind, just, just leave. Mm -hmm. So I left. We moved this time, just on this side of Grand Prairie areas in the northern Alberta. That's where I got to really know John Seabird with the, 
leaders there in Kiwi and Bio Institute, went to the same church. The people were good neighbors at there where we lived, a lot of Christians. Mm -hmm. And they helped me a lot in a lot of ways. But when my brother passed away, my last brother passed away, I had two brothers that died, both in car accidents. But when this last brother died, I came again to the funeral. And then again, that drew me back to my reserve. So that's when I decided to move back again. I praise God for that move, because since then, God has blessed our work here. Mm. We have a group that are very stable in their lives for the Lord. Mm. Not many, but we have some. We support, maybe not so much our native work, but we support Samaritan Purse. We support missions in Israel, that work in Israel. Mm -hmm. And we support a little bit children's work in Africa. We support a girl there. We um, also been blessed get a building through our own little group offerings and to have the upkeep of the church also, like power and things like that. Mm. It's all self-supporting church. I don't like to really talk badly of anyone, but one time I was teaching language school, helping teach language school, Cree language. And this missionary came in there and said, an, an Indian will always be an Indian. We, all, we will always need white leaders. I didn't answer him. I just wrote down saying, I wrote down my Bible. May this never hold true forever. Yes. I thank God. Our church is not affiliated with any any organization. We are only dependent upon the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. I thank God for giving us a building, everything that's inside. And to thank God that you're still pastoring the church. Yeah. I'm yes. Yeah. Although I'm kind of feeble in my legs now, <laughs> still trying anyway. Could we ask mm. how old you are? <laughs> I, just had my, I just had my birthday. I'm 87 years old. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah, yeah well, that's wonderful. That mm. is a blessing. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it sure is. Mm. And you've been a Christian for six to seven years. Yeah. Bless your heart. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And thank God that you obeyed the Lord and came back home. Yeah, exactly. I thank God too. I came back home, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned a little earlier that, that there was very little, how can I put this, that uh, you were faithful and you didn't see any fruit for your labor, but God blesses the faithful and all he's called us to be is to be faithful to him and he's yes. the one that will bring in mm. and that you are you are a faithful man and you're a committed man and for that i'm encouraged thank mm. you yeah thank you for 
for being committed and, and faithful because he's he's so faithful to us. Well, I'm very thankful also to be able to talk to you, Ann. I've known Venus for a long time and uh, heard about you a long time too. I was blessed to be able to go to your church and attend your church. So I, I was blessed and I was encouraged and still encouraged to know that you're still carrying the torch. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's great. Well, well, I guess we could stop right there. Is that all right with you, Venus? It's all right with me. It was it was really good. I really enjoyed that. I did. I did. And I was, oh my goodness, I was blessed. My favorite verses, my grace is all sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Found in Second Corinthians 12 and verse 9. Great. That's great. Oh, Lord bless you. This has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio, a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center. For good Christian resources, visit our bookstore at wabanakibooks.com. Look for a new episode next week, wherever you find your favorite podcasts.